Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, am your co-host, Kylan Savage. With me, as always, is Mr. TJ Smith. Hey, TJ. Hey there. It's nice to be spoken for sometimes. Oh, good. Do you like that the intro was spoken rather than sung? Uh, I I like both. Oh, you know? wow. Okay. Mustard or mayo. <laughs> Whatever. We've also got beautiful producer, Josh Olson. Hey, buddy. <sighs> hey guys, I was just holding my breath. Josh, oh, it's yeah. not, you can, it's not like this is your, I'm, your last. I'm just, I'm worried that it, this might be. <gasps> oh God, no, Josh, please. Okay, Don't Josh do is going to do Come back to this, us, Josh. Enti- this entire episode in one breath. Good luck. And Josh is dead. <laughs> okay, oh. I'll do it. <laughs> well, the podcast is uh, over. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. We did oh, it without him before. We can do it again. We can do it again. We, we would try. I appreciate that. <laughs> and then we'd release seven we episodes, <laughs> scattershot, and end with a fucking chariot EP, and then forget to, to do it again. <laughs> we need you, buddy. I'm sorry sure. I keep calling you buddy. Yep. I just feel, oh, you know, thanks. we are one tonight, you know. Um, Josh, tonight. this is not your last chance to breathe, so. Oh, it's okay. Not. That's don't great worry. news. Thanks, TJ, for clearing that up. I was yeah, you're welcome. Guys. What are we talking about tonight? We're speaking <laughs> of a record. I wanted to make sure I wasn't spoken out of turn. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, this guys, we are talking about Last Chance to Breathe, the 2005 <laughs> record by the band Spoken, the American rock band Spoken. The American rock band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you asked us, and I feel like you should be the one telling us about it. Yeah. Um, this is more of a Kylan record. It's not a wishlist record, but it's, it's not a, a wishlist, but it's it's almost a wishlist. So, okay, uh, anyone that has listened to uh, our wedding episode or our Kevin Keen interview knows that Spoken was like very close to like a hometown band for me. They were like the grown-ups that had like made it, and they played a lot. Like the wedding, I always saw. I saw the wedding open for Spoken multiple times. You know what I mean? Like I saw friends of mine in high school bands get to open for spoken they were like the legit band that always played this shitty little music hall by my house you know Kylan, i wasn't a high school friend of yours but i opened for spoken you did oh there you go yeah at the party barn in burleson texas in 2008 <laughs> hey, hell yeah party dude. barn let's that talk about fun. that uh i'd see i'm really worried because i didn't realize that this was gonna be like a near and dear uh, episode for you and um no it's fine dude i i have I, no all i wanted to say is i played a show with this band and i didn't know it was such a big deal to you but i like didn't really know anything about them i didn't really care i was very just like oblivious about the whole thing and i don't know i i remember like we played an okay set and then i don't remember a thing about the show so i just i wish i had more to go uh, on yeah. and to give you all well, I know is... Did you know who they were? Like, Yeah, I mean, like, I knew they oh, were like, a bigger the band. caliber of band that they were. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. just wasn't a big, like, spoken guy. So I get that. I, you know, it was it was a show. And yeah. we made some noise in cool. Burleson, <laughs> Texas in 2008. At the party barn. <laughs> At the party barn. Yeah. Of um, all places. So, yeah, okay. So kind of playing off that a little bit, here's the thing, like... I think I've probably seen Spoken live. I mean, at this, like, I'm guessing, like, from 2005 to 2009, 
I saw them like probably no less than like 10 times. Um, wow. And beyond this record, I'm not familiar with anything that they've done. <laughs> like, mm, like, this is another one and done for you. Yeah. It was just like, gotcha. but they were just like, they were such a good live band and it didn't necessarily really then translate into record listenership for me. But this was a big deal for me. I, I very right. much enjoyed this record. I have 100% not listened to it in 15 years, <laughs> something like that. Whoa. Uh, so nice. I have no that's idea. More like a, that's more like a TJ move. Right. I have no idea that's interesting. how this sounds. Uh, I do know that, oh, I, I mean, Maybe this is supposed to go later, but whatever. I do know that there's a there's a Cindy Lauper cover on this record. What? Yeah, that there is. Yeah, dude. That I think uh, still fucking slaps. Fun. But uh, yeah. Besides that, I don't. Right. I don't. I've got a couple songs I really like, but I think we should turn it over to our beautiful producer Josh to give us some some context on who the heck is this American rock band spoken. Let's do oh, it. Thanks, Colin. That's I gonna be a T-shirt. Uh, they're not rock only a. They're not only American rock band spoken, they are Arkansas rock band spoken from Fayetteville, Arkansas, of course, hometown, as you've mentioned before. Their career is from 1996 to present, I believe. I think they're still going. They released, their last record came out a couple years ago, but I think they're still, just like Matt Baird and whoever else he's working with. Uh, It's kind of a Matt Baird project, I think. Um, And leading into that, the members for this record are Matt Baird on vocals, they have uh, Aaron Weiss, but it's W-I-E-S-E on guitar. Mm, weird. So, so close. there is an Aaron Weiss. So close. Yeah, I think that's how you say his last name. The poor man's me without you. I know. <laughs> me without you, <laughs> without me. Yeah, I wonder if they look alike. <laughs> hey, there it is. And then uh, Jeff Cunningham is on guitar. Brandon Thigpen is on bass. And Ryan Jordan is on drums. This is the same lineup that made the previous record, A Moment of Imperfect Clarity, in 2003. Mm. And we are talking about the follow-up to that record, which is Last Chance to Breathe, which was released (gasps) August 30th, 2005. Oh, yeah. Breathe again. It's okay. (laughs) Which, uh, by my calculations, this should release on its 18th anniversary. So I was pretty stoked that we were covering this right in time for that. I love that. Yep. Nice. This is Spoken's fifth record in their discography and is their That's second wild. record on tooth and nail. Okay. See, I always thought it was their second record. I didn't realize it was so far into their discography. Yeah, no, they had some like smaller, they were on uh, Metro one record label or something like that for their first, like two or three. Interesting. So yeah, then tooth and nail picked them up. Uh, producer for this record. You're wondering what this record will sound like. Um, it was produced by Travis Wyrick who produced other bands that we've covered. Uh, we, he produced Fireproof on, Ooh, that we've covered Fireproof. on the show. Kylan's favorite Other record. bands that he's Kyron's favorite. Other bands that he's produced that Kylan's big fans of are Pillar, <laughs> Disciple, <laughs> and other spoken records. So it seems like this is his vein for that kind of like rock radio, rock Christian rock stuff. Vein rock. So that'll be, yeah, vein rock. <laughs> Uh, I didn't have any charts and performances, and uh, the only other thing is I had all songwriting credits are by Spoken, except for Time After Time, which, of course, is Cindy Lauper. Oh, man, I was going to... Cindy Lauper. 
I was hoping I could guess which which Cindy oh, cover damn, we were I'm sorry. working with. You oh, gave it away. Oh, no, it, it's fine because now I'm just more excited about it because I was yeah. hoping okay. it was time after time. Well, then it's you so were right. good, dude. Looking forward to that. We also need to maybe maybe we'll talk about it when we cover the song. How friend of the show Bethany Johnson recently posted on Facebook how she doesn't understand how anyone could give Cindy Lauper a career, and she has never been more wrong musically. Yep, so I shots fired her a lot in her musical opinions, but for you're sure wrong on that one, Bethany. <laughs> yep, shots fired, Bethany. Oh man, um, I would love to hear from more more from her about that. Well, maybe we'll have her on. Maybe she can do a snippet in the, mm. the Cindy Lauper snippet. <laughs> A Cindy snippet. A Cindy snippet. Um, okay, so do you guys have any Snippy context? Oh my <laughs> god. Okay, do you guys have any context for for this record for this band besides the party barn? No, man. I told you I played with them and had no clue. Like I was like, they're a big band oh. and they play big shows and they're cool, but I know nothing. <laughs> so wow, I got nothing. Spoken's one of those weird records or one of those weird bands for me. Maybe it was an Arkansas thing because I kind of had this with The Wedding too where I like didn't know any of their stuff. I knew about them. I knew a lot of people that right. liked them. Mm-hmm. Spoken's one, like Same. I know they've been around for forever and they've done a lot of stuff and they've been around. I don't know if I've seen them ever before, maybe one time. Weird. And then I only know a few songs. Like I probably know three or four songs that I could name that I'm like, oh, I know these are Spoken songs. I think I could probably hear it because Matt Baird has more of a distinct voice. I could probably mm-hmm. pick one out, but if I just had to name them, I do know one of them on this record because it has a uh, guest vocal that oh. uh, I was aware of, and I remember the music video for hmm. it as well. Fine. So cool. Uh, what is it? Bitter taste. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one from this record. I know one of the cool. three or four spoken songs I know. Cool. So, so I'm going kind of blind. Sweet. So yeah, totally blind. So I'll go ahead and say, yeah, once again, I feel like I'm even going in kind of blind, but I did really, really, really We don't really have anybody to like confidently steer the ship on this one. That's No, I know. Really it's such an interesting place to be, <laughs> uh, but I'm going to predict a bop, man. I like, you know, there's a reason I was into this record and maybe not so much the other ones. I don't know. Right. What about y'all? Yeah, that where, makes where, sense. Where, where, where are we going to be? It's your last chance to flop or bop. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Josh has Josh weirdly done this all in again. one breath. Oh, okay. <laughs> Crazy, man. Yeah, are you I'm pulling this off? using my air to speak. <laughs> That's my favorite spoken song, <laughs> using my yep. air to um, speak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> using my air to talk uh i'll go and i'll say i don't know i feel like this could be right at the line for me um i could see it maybe being a flop but i like bitter tastes and i'm excited for the cindy lopper cover um i think i'm gonna enjoy kind of going into really the first spoken record i've ever listened to i'm hoping i like it more and i think i'm gonna be a little optimistic today i'll say a bop Hell nice yeah. all right tj what about That's you cool, buddy man. I'm sorry I'm calling everybody buddy. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Stop being so friendly, Kylan. Yeah. All right, buddy. Nice to everybody. Okay, buddy. Yeah, no, I think this one, I feel like similar to Josh, I, I feel like maybe we're two sides of the same coin today. I feel like it's going to be right on the line, but I do, unfortunately, I do think I'm going to fall onto the, the flop side of the force. Do you have any reasoning for uh, that? That sounds right just... for you. Because it's kind of like, like, is there anything that that makes you? I'm 
I'll apologize for this in advance because it was just a, a phrase that got tossed around a lot in some circles that I traveled in. But it feels like, from what I remember, there was there was a, there was a perspective on spoken as a butt rock band. Hmm. It's real butt rock, you know. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that's in the vein of what like Travis Weirich produces. Yeah, yeah, right. So I don't know whether I will feel that way about it, but that's something I remember a lot of people feeling about them. And I'm going to go in with an open mind and see what I think. But that's why I think I might fall on the flop side. That makes sense. Um, But I'm I'm excited to dig in and especially to get their take on Cindy. That'll be fun. Yeah, man. Ready for the Cindy snippet. The Cindy snip. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's as good a place as any to uh, take a little break. Of course, uh, you're going to listen to some sweet, sweet ads, and we're going to take some time and listen to Last Chance to Breathe by Spoken. <laughs> hey, Jammers, interrupting the show here to talk about our favorite sponsor ever, CollideRecords.com. For those of you that may not know, or if it's your first time listening to us, CollideRecords.com has been the greatest sponsor ever. They have vinyl, CDs, all of your physical media needs that you might have. A lot of stuff that we actually cover on this show. That's true. And you know what's even better is if you use our promo code. We have a promo code. You can get what percentage off? Uh, 20% off. 20? 20! 20! 20%. That's wild. Josh, what's that promo code? Hit him with it. Promo code is Church Jams Now, all one word, to get 20% off your first order at Collide Records. Uh, and I would recommend just going and checking out their new releases tab to see what they've mm-hmm. recently got in stock or mm-hmm. check out their pre orders as well. They've always got some new cool stuff coming in as well. In addition to looking up all your old favorites of super hard to find CDs or very awesome precedents of vinyl. I mean, yeah, so fill out that back cool catalog, you know, and do it exactly. a little uh, little on the cheap. It's the way to go. So we'll say that one more time. CollideRecords.com, promo code CHURCHJAMSNOW for 20% off your first purchase. And let's get back to the show. Thank you. Welcome back, Jammers. Hope you enjoyed those sweet, sweet ads as much as we enjoyed making them. We're back. We spent a week listening to Last Chance to Breathe by Spoken. Spoken. Spoken like a true jammer. <laughs> Josh, this is your last chance to breathe. Okay. I've been preparing for this moment for the right. last week. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've been doing the like. I've deep been doing sea some diving. like lots of yeah, breathing yeah. exercises. Yep, exactly. I'm like really good, good at scuba diving now, and I've never even been. But I'm wow. ready for it. Yeah. Wow. You sound ready for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we dive in, I have to ask, does does anyone have any general thoughts? Does the album art remind y'all of anything? I meant to ask on part A. You know, it does, but it's like a very weird, specific thing that I, I don't think is what... I don't think anyone would think this. Hey, man, throw it out there. Let's hear it. Hold on. Let me let me find it. Well, can you tell me what, what it reminds you of first while I'm pulling this up? Well... It it's like I don't know for some reason it makes me think of like Nirvana like m- mixed with like the Matrix mixed with like it has a little bit of like a movie p- 
poster kind of look to yeah. feel like. Okay, so I don't think anyone saw this movie except for me in theaters. But do you guys remember the 2009 <laughs> sci-fi thriller Splice? Oh, yes, yes. I totally saw this movie. <laughs> Definitely not. It With is Adrian insane. Brody? This yes. is what I'm showing the artwork right now. This is, this is right? Y'all can see that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's totally what it reminds me of. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Yeah. No, I, I totally see that, too. I think that's actually in my subconscious more what I was thinking, but I could not have called that up in my brain. So actually, I'm really glad that you went down that rabbit hole, Kylan, because I think yeah. you helped me find what was in my subconscious when I saw cool. the spoken artwork. And I was like, that reminds me of something. So the Venn diagram of people that have listened to the spoken record and seen the movie Splice <laughs> is is like y'all too us mostly a circle and TJ. So a little bit on either side <laughs> it's just <us. laughs> yep oh uh, man oh man anyway Dude. that was my general thought cool i have I, a general I, thought as well oh okay what, what's your general thought we do all do have, you have general a general thoughts, thought do we, we all have all general thoughts this. this is the ah, first time for the first time ever oh, that's man. great okay general thoughts uh general thoughts, <laughs> general okay. thoughts. thanks for that um, eddie's eddie's gentlemen so mine is more like I had this on a specific song, but it's more about the whole album. So I figured I might as well just say it now. They should have called this album set phasers to rock because there's <laughs> so much phaser on this record. Phaser guitar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Set rock to phaser. Yeah. More set like set uh-huh. guitars to phasers. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> So that was that was good. all I had. <laughs> That's good. Uh, my general thought to round out all our collective general thoughts. I love this, guys. Good for us. All bringing good something to the table here. That's uh, I found out that in 2005, this record that we're talking about, Spoken released "Last Chance to Breathe." Ten years later, in 2015, Spoken released a record called "Breathe Again." Mm-hmm. Right. I saw that. Yeah. I, so I'm like, well, oh, okay. I see what you. But I've not listened to "Breathe Again." I haven't either. Me neither. I'm glad. I'm glad they did find a chance to breathe again. That's though. true. Yeah. I am very happy. I'm really I'd be glad. Really worried about them. Matt and company are yeah. alive and doing well. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. took them ten years, but they looked around and they were like, you know what? We can we can breathe some more now. It's time, it's time breathe. to breathe again. Yeah, guys. It's, it's time to breathe again, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right into track number one, September. works on multiple levels because this record came out two days before september mm. wait what are the other levels well what the, the level i saw was you know who did the song september better spoken or earth wind and fire frank sinatra neil diamond fiona <laughs> apple green day mm-hmm. uh, i just feel like september Somebody should write a song about like October or something. I feel like the other months are not getting enough attention. Oh, you're Uh, right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we've got December. There's a there's a bleach song. December. We got to get a November and some. Can we get a whole calendar? I'm sure we can get a whole calendar. January 1979. All right. Can we do a? Can we do a? February 1878. Yeah. 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 That's good. We could do that. 
We can we can put that together. March. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, this will be a fun project. <laughs> we'll do a CJN <laughs> calendar <laughs> compilation. And then you can do a thematic mashup, Kylan. That's I love it. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Let's let's go back and talk about the intro to this a little yes. bit. I thought that the intro. You know, you know, I always talk about opening tracks and and intros. The intro to this was really interesting to me because it felt like like an intro to a record like two years earlier. Like it felt very 2003. Like it felt like hmm. a bridge between early 2000s new metal mm-hmm. and mid 2000s screamo. Like yeah. like that riff in particular felt very kind of like Lincoln Park, kind of like, you know, yes. there's something about the guitar tone that that felt like that. Yeah, I was getting like, drums. I was like, the my first thing. thought to to call this new metal, but I'm like, it's not like blaring new metal vibes, but no. I feel like the foundations, but like, like that kind of yeah, yeah there's yeah. some moments, yeah, not exactly where metal, it leans more but, into that, but more of the like, yeah, going into the like the Chevelle Breaking Benjamin kind of. Mm-hmm. Three Days Grace kind of quote unquote metal like hard heavy rock, mm-hmm. you know. uh, but and then, it is a cool opening. Like yeah, it's it's super super fun and weird and and there's like mm-hmm. levels to the intro. There's like yeah. the stuttery filtered guitar and then the snare roll yeah. and then the wall of sound Dude, with, and then that the snare vocals. Roll was freaking I knew great. You'd love that snare roll. Yeah, yeah sweet sweet snare roll, man. That's so good. Cause yeah, cause you just hear that guitar and the kind of stuttering stuff in the background. At mm-hmm. first, you're like, okay, you're you're kind of expecting that sort of new metal thing, and then those drums come in, and that's super like not metalcore, but definitely like screamo. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, all right, I can dig this. Yeah, the drums and in particular. The, the, oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was, go ahead. I was gonna say the drums in particular on this song like kept throwing in stuff that would like catch my attention and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So it was nice. The things that he was doing and adding. Yeah. No, the drums are definitely my favorite part of the entire record. Yeah. They were pretty great. I've got, I've got a note about the drums later and deeper in the album, but I will also quickly agree with you guys on that. Sweet. Okay. So one thing that I noticed pretty quickly in this listen, uh, that I'm going to bring up time and time again. So I might as well just say it now. You mean I time feel after time? like, like <laughs> time after time his voice sounds almost exactly like gerard way from my chemical romance i was i also had a note about that and i was gonna ask who he reminded well of. i have gerard way from my chemical romance the dude from at the drive-in and oh, there's yeah. one other that i can't figure out but he goes between those pretty easily and then with the music mm-hmm. it, to me it felt like my chemical romance meets deftones Oh, mm-hmm. wild! Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and that's kind of the vibe I got from a lot of. This I was record. thinking, I was thinking more like I like I'm gonna steal your Deftones because I'm gonna say it's like for me it was like Deftones mixed with like some like the heavier moments of Story of the Year. Oh yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. what I was getting. So mm-hmm. on the topic of vocals, also, I don't know why this is. I mean, I told y'all in Part A that I wasn't super familiar with spoken in general. Um, and I and I even after having played a show with them, I don't know how I had this in my head, but I remembered Matt's vocals as being like way more like broy and almost like 
Creedus. They're high. And I don't yeah. know why, you guys. <laughs> I have no idea why I remembered that. Like, yeah. I was picturing, like, I, I I remembered the music being a lot like this, but I remembered the vocals being more like Pillar or like Decipher Down. Interesting. Like, mm-hmm. Low range and like kind of like... Almost like growly. Yeah. And, and oh. that's part of why I was a little hesitant because i i'm not y'all know i'm not big on that that vocal style so right um that was quite a a pleasant surprise when i first started this track for the first time to listen to this album i was like oh great like it's this nice (laughs) soaring high vocal like you said a lot like gerard from my chemical romance and i was like oh this is good i i can i can get down with this so that was a nice surprise um that is i I wanted to set that uh set that straight um since since i i spent some time talking about being like i don't know yeah you were a little hesitant about it (laughs) so that was one dimension of this band that i was like you know kind of preemptively predicting a a flop but i'm like okay i can i can get down with this vocal style dude so nice i'm a little more here for it yeah well you know we talked about that in part a about how even though i did listen to this record a, a lot like I didn't remember anything from it. And I've seen spoken so many times. And this, this all just was at this point in my life was almost like erased. And so we all are, are kind of to a certain extent going in blind. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I was, I was pleasantly surprised by the vocal performance as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'll say I faintly knew the song. Like I recognized it. I wasn't like super familiar with it when I heard it, but I was like, Oh, I'm pretty sure I've heard this one before. And then this is also the most streamed song on the record. Fun fact. Oh, hmm. wow. I could see why. On current Spotify stats. Yep. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Is it anyone's favorite song? Not okay. mine. All right. If it was October, mm. maybe, but not, <laughs> not a September fan. <laughs> You're not a September fan. <laughs> no, September's okay. Let me tell you what. It's August in Texas, and it is terrible here. So I'm definitely yeah. not an August fan. I'm sorry, TJ. <laughs> well, it's okay, man. August is a little more. Well, you know, it's though. August everywhere, Josh. It's not only August in Texas, isn't it? No, no, no. It's like flipped <laughs> when you're on the southern hemisphere. I, I understand. Yep. Like the, there's, no, I think it's you're like March time down there, zones. right? It's but time <laughs> no, zones are no, just no, no, hourly. No, no, no. It's not monthly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like because in Brazil, it's like April, right? That's how that yep. works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. You got For it, sure. buddy. Cool. Let's move on to track number two: "Wind in My Sails." regard to energy and tempo this almost this might as well just be like a part b that's what i September. said that's exactly what like, i said it's straight up yeah. i thought this was, was like a stronger same song i thought this was like a stronger intro and energy level mm. than the first song yeah but it felt like kind of the same song yeah contextually because i just listened to september i was like is this the same song like i had to look at my phone <laughs> and be like oh no yeah there's a new runtime. That, that happened to me a name. couple times on my first listen through. There's a lot of the kind of, in fact, well, I don't know. I, this might be, it might be too much of a callback later, but I have the note on this song. Most of the songs kind of blend together. They all have kind of the same BPM. 
And then on a way further down track in the album, I said, these songs all kind of blend together. They all kind of had the same BPM. (laughs) (laughs) And deja vu as well. Yeah. I got a little bit of deja vu listening to this, but. And there's, there's just not on both of these songs. There's actually not a lot of dynamic rise and fall or like melodic or instrumental texture change. Like it's just kind of straight. Like it is just a straightforward. Both of them are straightforward rock songs. Same, same tempo. And like, I don't know, lyrically fun and and fine, like very optimistic starting out. Like September and Wind in My Sails both are like very positive and like full of a lot of love and hope and belief, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting starting point to have these first two songs be really strong, happy, optimistic, because it's like, if that's where we're starting, where do we go from here? How do we disappear? Right. Nice. Um you know, like I, I'm just like we're we're at the top of the mountain here at the yeah, beginning yeah. of the album. So like, what does that mean for the rest of it thematically? Hmm. Right. I wonder. Yeah. Also, I feel like Matt. Um. Do we know Matt? Matt's the the only lyricist. I would assume so. Okay. I think spoken is really just kind of like has his been his project. project. Yeah. More or less. Yeah, that makes sense. So he, I feel like he's. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it depends on how you look at this, whether you think it's good or bad, but he's either good or bad at writing those songs that are very ambiguous. They're mm. they're like almost entirely vague. They're either God or girlfriend songs. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Cause in this one, for example, I I did like a line by line analysis. And if you take away one word that's repeated a lot in the song, but it's the same word, baby. Baby. If you take out that one word yeah. and one single other line, I'm headed home to you, this could completely be a God song. Right. But mm-hmm. I feel but like with that was those kind small of inclusions, it's yeah. a girlfriend song. Right. You think so? You think it's on purpose? I think so. To like kind of walk the line between God yeah. and girlfriend? Yeah. Well, I there's so. a. I definitely picked up on this on a lot. I have this note on this song and a couple others that. He has a lot of you songs where he's just saying, and each song is like a different yep. you, like, or like there's one that's to like the fans, the, the you is the fans, and right. there's one where like the you is his wife or girlfriend, there's definitely you where there's God or whatever, so there's a lot of that, there's, I think there's like 10 lines in this song where Matt doesn't say you, <laughs> which is funny, because there's a red song I know that I'm pretty sure they he says you every line of the song. And I was like, oh man, you should have like <laughs> caught this that you're saying you literally every line, bro. Like yeah, say something editor? else. So <laughs> it happens a lot on this record, but you can tell at least for the most part, I I feel like I could tell where the, the use change. So, mm, but there's yeah. a lot of that. That's interesting that he's using the same word, but talking yeah. to well, or about a different person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that kind of ties into a whole, a whole thing about like this scene in general around this time of like there were a lot of those sort of anthemic singing to to the audience kind of songs singing to girlfriend songs and that and that's why i think he was intentional about towing that line between god or girlfriend because i think Mm. kind of in an attempt to potentially you know i'm i'm this is obviously all conjecture but uh in a scene where at this time there weren't like, I mean, there were a lot of, like, they were playing with a lot of other sort of screamo, emo bands that are singing girlfriend songs. 
as a way to sort of almost kind of Trojan horse in the Christian message. You know what I mean? Mm. That's an interesting perspective. Like I feel like, and you could be right. I, I, I like that idea that I think that I'm clocking the same things, but thinking about them through a different lens. I'm thinking maybe Matt was just really, 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 really infatuated with a person and also wanted to like sometimes be like, and here's a little God, you guys. Right. So like right. your, your viewpoint is a little more generous and, and Josh too, I appreciate that you're bringing the perspective of like one is for the fans. One is to the audience. Mm-hmm. Cause that helps kind of balance my predisposition toward thinking that he was just really in love and devoted right. to this right. person. Um, because that's, that's how I was perceiving the album was just like, Oh, he's super in love. And also he's going to like, do some God songs too. But I, I, I like y'all's perspectives better. I think they're, they're a little more fair minded. So that's, that's good. You're challenging me. This is yeah. great. I think, I think it also falls as a little bit of maybe being, like you said, a little bit too vague. And I bring this up a little bit later right, in some of his right. lyrics, but I mm-hmm. think, I think that is, that plays into it as well. Mm-hmm. So, but what isn't vague of a lyric that I do like is 6am I 35, the sun arising from the horizon I think we've all been there yes. at some point <laughs> in our lives. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yep, that's very true. Yeah, snow-covered nice. highway, maybe not as much, but yeah, maybe not so much uh, there. But yeah, that's an interesting visual. My it's my the- last thing, I love when people scream "baby." I don't know why it's so rad to me. <laughs> well, and especially when you are a great vocalist, like he right. has the chops to to execute that. And is it just because it's like? You're screaming it like a tough guy, but it's like not a tough guy thing to say. Yeah, I think right. so. It's like sweet. I kind of love it. It's a little sweet. Although I have another, I'm not a bingo guy situation in which my autocorrect uh, corrected that sentence into something quite <laughs> unfortunate. Because <laughs> um, I originally wrote, I love screamy babies. <laughs> oh, no. But it changed it to, nope. I love creamy babies. <laughs> oh, Yep, so I'm gonna delete that note right now. It's just a good in case idea. Yep. Anyone uh, ever looks on my work? <laughs> you computer. probably. It's a good thing we haven't been recording this for dozens of other people. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's okay, probably what cool. Zoom is gonna use. They're Your probably secret gonna is safe with me. <laughs> utilize. Is what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. They rolled out their yep. new safe with permissions, you and, and this the Zoom is AI. how they're gonna take Kylan down. Those <laughs> 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 creamy babies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Let's move on to track number three, Love in Return. You are the one I always wanted, the one I always needed to share my life with you. I'll spend a lifetime right by your side. Cause you're the one I love that ride symbol, man. Riding you that bell. That? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love. I it. love that this song started lower and is just like a mid-tempo rocker. Mm-hmm. That's, yes, that was, it was nice for me. A great dynamic change at the perfect time. Yeah, yeah. it uh, has a lot of views as well. Yep, it? tons of them. So much you. Well, okay. Here's the funny thing about this. I wrote. Uh, so lyrically and melodically, I I I feel like okay, honestly, like because this is a pretty straightforward power pop kind of song. And I feel like if they had used, this is so specific, uh, but I feel like y'all will appreciate it. 
my note was I feel like if they used orange amps and telecasters instead of Mesa Boogie amps, this could be an early Copeland song. <laughs> yeah. I could see it. Like from Beneath Medicine Tree. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. if they had All more right. if they had less of the like compressed this kind of sound, if they were playing on like telecasters. This could mm-hmm. totally be a Copeland, like a Beneath Medicine Tree era Copeland song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> I could see it. Because I think it's specifically when they go into the chorus, they do that little, it's like that little drum fill, like the guitar stop and goes, and it goes right into it. It feels uh-huh. very early mm-hmm. Copeland to me. Yeah. Well, and there's some harmonies on this one, which I feel like I didn't pick up a lot mm-hmm. on the rest of the record. I don't know if I was listening very no. well, but. Yeah. No, you're it's, right. It's nice that they peppered those in here. Yeah. And aside from the overuse of you that we've already mentioned, who? Uh, you. Josh. Oh, me? Okay. Yeah, you. I do say it um, a lot. Thanks for calling I, me out. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I, I like the song, even as simple as it is, but there's one line. So like overall, I, I kind of like get it and I can roll with it, but there's one line that doesn't make sense to me. And I wondered if y'all could, could help me make it make more sense. Are we up for the challenge? Maybe. I we'll accept. see. Okay. We'll Thank see. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Kylan, I, I respect your hesitance. So <laughs> the the in context, I'll, I'll get to the line that, that's confusing for me, but I'll I'll give some uh, a little context. And she said, right, so he's been he's been the 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 the, the narrator or the perspective that we're that we're like right. rolling with is his and then it changes and it says and she said the only thing i'm asking is for you to love me the same way that i love you good so far the only thing i'm asking is for you to love me in return great still makes sense to be the one you always wanted got it the one you always needed totally to prove my love for you to cherish you so the only thing she's asking is for him to prove her love for him to cherish him. Yeah, cause I, we don't know. If, did the quote end before that line and it right. changed to him? To and then it changed perspective. She's, that might be it. It sounds like she right. would still be, because that's still the whole chorus, right? I assume it's written yeah. from her perspective. That's, that's a, that was my understanding. Yeah, it's a um, little bit. Spider-Man pointed at himself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, the three Spider-Men. Uh, you, to be honest, I think you're you probably... In return. Yeah, I think you're thinking about the lyrics more than <laughs> the lyricist at the time. This feels and very And this is what like, I do on this podcast. He was just in love and <laughs> yeah. just writing from his heart. <laughs> just writing from the heart, like, man. I can't not... <laughs> he yeah, was. Yeah, no, That's I get true. it. It is weird. Like, That's funny. I didn't even clock A that. simple flip would make sense to prove your yeah. love for me to be cherished or something. You know, there's like a million different right. ways you could flip it to make it still make sense from her perspective. Because then the next line is to spend a lifetime right by your side, which would again still make sense for her. Maybe. Okay, okay. I think to I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure this out because it's like, okay. okay. The only Thank thing you. I'm asking you is to do this in return for me. So by doing all this stuff, it proves his love for her. Okay. Okay. Is that is that what it is that what he means? It's an if then. That's that's the then. Yeah. But then we I go back to it's like if you're doing factor. this, you will therefore prove, prove your my love, love to me. Okay. Uh, you know, it feels a little shoehorned, but that's, I don't that's care. That's the best I, I like got. It. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I like it. You, okay. you made an effort, Josh, and I appreciate that, man. Oh, thanks. I'm sorry. I did accept I your challenge after all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. But hey, we're all honest about, we're about <laughs> how we were going to come into it up front. That's right. We sure were. And I wouldn't expect like, I don't know. Enough. It makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> you just, what, a, what a vibe guy answer. What a vibe guy. <laughs> it, well, that's the thing. I think it's just a vibe guy lyric. I think it's not... You know, I think yeah, it's like it's like, like ah, the sentiment of the song is like yeah, yeah. prove my love. We're proving you. love to each other, however that happens. Right. right. So I did like the line, "The people change, but a promise stays the same." I like that one. Mm. That was good. Yeah, and it's a good one to repeat too. Which yes. Is what yeah. They do. It's like very the cadence is is fun, and it also right. is just thinky enough. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I love the the. In general, I just I love the drums on this song. I just had to point that out again. Yeah, I like the drum pattern. It was like, because this was like, like I said, a pretty straightforward, simple song. And so mm-hmm. the but the drums, I always love when they do when the full band stops and they do just like a little like bucket of fish drum fill. It's always fill a real fun moment. for me. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, I love it. It's the best. And I really like their restraint of. Like you said, starting kind of low, mid-tempo, but not like building it and bringing it to the intensity that it's been the other songs. Like I think that really works yeah. in its favor, this song. It's like, yes. we're going to keep it low. Matt's not going to like be doing crazy high stuff, and like the band's not going to like build up to here. Like We're going to keep it there, because I think that works for the song much better. Yeah. Agreed. Also, lyrically, we, sh- we have shifted from a place of like optimism and certainty into ultimately a question. It's still a positive song, but now we've come to a place of like asking a question, right? The only thing I'm asking is, will you mm. love me in return? Will you love me the way that I love you? Um, mm. Which isn't like shaky yet, but it's definitely, there's a little underlying uncertainty and doubt. Oh, right. I just wanted to note I that, like that. Uh, in the arc of the album's themes. Sweet. Yeah, I like that. All right, guys, let's move on to track number four, Everything is Burning. Oh, no. Somebody get the fire extinguisher. Run. PSA, you should know where your fire ex- the nearest fire extinguisher <laughs> is at all times at all in the times. event of emergency. That's Even on true. Zoom. Um, this is my favorite song on the record. Okay. It is? Hell yeah, dude. Oh. Fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about it? Everything, man. Uh I love I love filtered intros if they're if they're done well. Mm-hmm. And yep, what I yep. like about this intro in particular uh is it's got some sweet sweet bass. Like it's super filtered and then that mm. bass comes in not filtered and like pops through right there like it's like real flabby is punchy oh yeah it's so good and then he does that scream going into the full band in the halftime Uh, yeah yeah dude love and and then on the bridge slash breakdown kind of thing about like three quarters through i love when bands do that that thing where it's just the the guitar and then the the snare on quarter notes just that and it's only mm-hmm. that it's only those two instruments and a vocal like oh that is sweet 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 music to my ears yeah this does actually that tracks a lot for it to be 
a Kylan song. It yeah, really appeals to fun. the pyro in you. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Did I ever tell you guys the story of how how I got uh, I got suspended in eighth grade for <laughs> and got kicked out of a hotel? Did I ever tell this story? <laughs> what? Y'all didn't know this story? Okay. You've probably told it was me, like a but fitting I've forgotten. <laughs> In eighth grade, we had uh, a career day. Like we had a some class we had to take uh, where they they had people from local businesses. So essentially, in this class, what you did was you took a career aptitude test. It's like a personality test kind of thing to figure out what you think your career might be, right? And so I got I did the test, and the the career that I got from this test said. I should be a film director. Of course. That was way off. At, at, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I was really bummed I didn't get 90s and 2000s CCM podcast host. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. That the kid next to, to me did. I was so pissed because he's just a what plumber. What was his now. name? Uh, <laughs> Dang. Have we had him on yet? Uh, no. Kylan Cabbage? <laughs> Kylan Cabbage. Um <laughs> So at the time in Northwest Arkansas, there weren't any film directors. So so the whole thing was <laughs> was after you took this test, then then the school like the the counselors and stuff like uh, reached out to the community to find local businesses in which like kids could essentially go shadow for a day, right? Uh, we can cut all of this. This is so uninteresting. But so they checked with the hotels. Uh, but, well, here's to the see thing: if there were any film directors staying. Uh, no, That's the next so, logical step. Yep. So the thing is, <laughs> the hotel. There was a hotel in Embassy Suites, and that's essentially where they shipped off all the kids that they couldn't find, <laughs> like real people for them like to marine like marine biologists and landlocked yeah. Arkansas. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Go like, the hotel. Yeah. It's a one-to-one marine biologist, right. film director, hotel So we manager. followed around this, uh, like the manager and learned how like a hotel operates and it was so fucking boring. <laughs> Very similar to a director. <laughs> and I, I had found a lighter and me and my friend Ian went like in the break room of this embassy suites and lit a sugar packet on fire as one does we lit a plastic fork on fire Mm, and it melted and set off the fucking smoke alarm for the whole (laughs) fucking hotel (laughs) you caused an entire hotel to be evacuated (laughs) (laughs) and they had to ship the buses back and i had a whole big talk i got suspended so uh, yeah, everything is burning, man. I fucking love this song. That's everything why it burning. really hits home to you. <laughs> let me let me read these lyrics and just see if this uh, reminds you of that day, Kylan. Okay, please. <laughs> don't don't look so surprised. You knew this day was coming for so long. <laughs> right. <laughs> Forget about all your lies and all your indecisions. Time is fading. One day the earth and sky will burn. And all that we'll be left with is the truth of God and the souls of man. From the beginning, all we knew is our days were numbered and time was slowly fading. From the beginning, we all knew. This is weird because this was exactly my inner monologue as I was as I was lighting sugar packets on fire for the film <laughs> that you were going to write and direct. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Oh, I see. It's all coming. Maybe together that's now. why I love it because it is like of the songs on this record, this feels the most cinematic. Yeah. Well, it's super apocalyptic. There's mm-hmm. like crazy end times imagery in mm-hmm. this song. It's wild. Which mm-hmm. I love for this style of music. It makes total yeah. sense to me. Yeah, it works. It feels kind of like a Thursday song. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I was a little thrown just that, like, 
the narrative perspective of the song shifted from like you 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 songs to like it's all burning kind of thing like just very general kind of i think that's why i liked it though i think that shift in perspective is like really caught my attention because i was starting to get Mm -hmm. just kind of like lulled into this like since everything was just like a you like oh i love you you're the you're the wind beneath my wings or whatever. And then it's like, right. everything is it. burning. I'm like, okay, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All so right, we've man. gone in four tracks. We've gone from like positive, like uplifting certainty <laughs> to like a little bit of questioning to like, everything's on fire. What, We're what all you're dying. saying, TJ, is he asked a question and then next thing you know, he looked up, everything's burning. <laughs> yep. It's like, I never should have That's asked questions. What happens questions. when you ask never questions? Should, yeah, That's you don't happens. ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> Don't light sugar Don't light forks on fire. <laughs> fire. Yeah, dude. Uh, so yeah, this is my favorite song. I think I think I nice. I think I've I've spoken to to why oh. it's my favorite song. It's funny when I hey. started that sentence, I did not even realize the pun that I was making. Well, you can't change your mind. This is your last chance to breathe and pick <gasps> your favorite song. So you better stick with it. It's All true. Right. Well, speaking we of songs, else about do you guys want to know? No, oh, I just want to say, do you want to know what year I was almost born in? <laughs> <laughs> this is the sweatiest transition we have had on is a podcast 19... filled with sweaty transitions. 47? I just don't know, Josh. Yeah, what could yeah. it be? You're right there. So Track close, number DJ. five. Let me guess. 1992. Yep, almost. <laughs> almost. So this had potential to be my favorite song. The intro is one of my favorites. Is it your favorite corn song? <laughs> That's what I said, man. The chorus is way too new metal for me. Yeah. But because it starts out with those triplets, man. And you know how I love triplets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. I, did I see somewhere that the guitarist from Corn, one of the guitarists from Corn, was, was in Spoken? Was it? So I think you're right. Yeah, there's a guy named J.R. Barris. I'm probably saying his name wrong, but he's listed as having been in at some point both Spoken and Corn. Hmm. And I don't know anything else about it. I just know that name is listed under both bands. So all, all that to say, I'm not terribly surprised that we've we've landed pretty firmly in new metal town on this song. Yeah, well, okay, so in 2021, J.R. Barris filled in for Monkey. I don't know what that means. but Who's Monkey? <laughs> I've got okay, another guitarist. But, well, okay, well, hey, here's, here's how it makes sense, though. Oh, okay. J.R. Barris played with... Um, oh, wow. He probably okay, played in on. Brian Welch's band, yes, I'm guessing. Okay. Brian, yeah, Brian Welch is other the band. connection. Yeah, okay, right. that makes sense. Oh, so this is interesting. I sent Kylan down a rabbit hole. Yo. March 2011, <laughs> two weeks before tour, Welch discovered the perfect fit for his band through Thousand Foot Crutches public audition videos for a new guitarist on YouTube. Hey. 15 years old at the time, J.R. Barris was chosen by Welch to be the new guitar player, become an official permanent member of the band. Dang. 15? Yeah, That's dude. crazy. Whoa. Wild. So I don't I, know if he was on this album, but he's uh, listed as... I don't as think so. A, no. At one point being in... 
Okay. Yeah, but there's the connection so, point there. Yeah. Yeah. Stylistically, and you can you you, you can see yeah. the diagram. Yeah. This is one of my least favorite songs on the record because it's so new metal, and then lyrically it's so worshipy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, like which is a weird too, combo. Too like vague worshipy. Uh huh. Like Hillsongy kind of. This walked so for today could run. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree, Kylan. I, um, I know, like, I know you're all about that sweet, sweet bass. But to me, there's a moment at one minute where the bass is like gross, gross bass, like salty, this salty bass. This too flabby. It's too belchy, flabby. Belchy, belchy, belchy bass. <laughs> it's it's flabby. like burp. It's burping. It's like farty. It's a little farty. Yeah, I don't like it. The snare roll in that same section is awesome. The performance and and the the tone, super great. Yeah. But it was really confusing to me because I was like, I hate the bass. I know. <laughs> Love the snare. <laughs> You're so hey, torn. I, I'm right there with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, this song overall for me wasn't very interesting. Didn't grab me until I did really like the part at like 151 where the drum beat picks up and like the bass starts locking in a lot more. I was just going to say that. Like, I didn't like this song, but I liked that moment. Yes. Same. Where it goes, because mm-hmm. it goes from this really specific like, new metal triplet six eight swing yeah. into like a straight four like that's really driving with that like kick yeah and with like phasers kick. set to rock phaser set to rock those phasers are set man <laughs> they're locked and loaded mm-hmm. and then it eventually drops back into that six eight yeah, yeah. which is a little bit of a bummer yeah so really but it was a nice reprise while it lasted. Yeah, yeah. Those moments are like really interesting because it grabs you finally out of this kind of sludgy new metal thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, yeah, to your point, Kylan, lyrically, like it was interesting because it's like it's all about how this person or entity is like saving, like sweeping in and saving him. So it's like very grateful. There's like a, f- a feeling of gratitude. But then the the choice to end the song with that refrain, I gave you my heart, I gave everything to you, the way it, it landed for me at least feels like sad or mad or like whiny almost like, right. I don't want to, I don't want to presuppose what the intention was, but that's just like, it was weird that it's all like this happy, positive, like grateful kind of perspective. And then I even think that line works. Like if you just read the lyrics, the line works. It's like you, you saved me because I gave you my heart. I gave you everything. Right. But like for some reason, the way it hit, but For like me, the performance you're saying it makes Yeah, it... and the fact that it's just this like kind of incessant over and over. I gave right. you my heart. I gave you everything. Like it almost feels like I gave everything to you and I got nothing. Got nothing. Even though right. I obviously I know that's not what the song's saying, but it mm-hmm. it felt like it needed an extra like lift lyrically or a or a a final like period on the sentence that's like right. and you saved me or and you yeah, or yeah. A, a repeat of one of the previous lines, right? clarifying line. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But maybe but that's that just it, maybe that was the intention. Maybe it was like, maybe it was because musically it kind of matches up with that because this has, you know, as we all know, how much Josh absolutely hates fade outs. Uh, <laughs> this song has <laughs> like worst. a long, a long fade. Long out. fade. Yep. We all know on this show, Josh hates fade outs, and I hate ska music. <laughs> You boil down our podcast to a couple essential items. That's what you're going to find. <laughs> yep. Uh, what do you think 1992 is a reference to? Uh, so the year of our Lord, 1992. Well, 
correct what <laughs> specifically for this song. He was just like, uh, I need song titles. September 1992. Yeah. Um, just give me something, guys. Just that random. Yeah. <laughs> it was the year. Uh, Why did he choose to name this song 1992? It was the year Batman mm. Returns came out. Okay, yeah, I, I was getting big vibes for that one. <laughs> yeah. Reservoir Dogs, I think, also came out in 92. Oh Basic. I'm instinct. assuming. Scent of a Woman, the Al Pacino classic, Scent of <laughs> a Woman. That's what it is. Classic. Yep. Yeah. I'm guessing that's when Matt got saved, considering this is Probably. what I interpret as a Yeah, I'm going to go with like, more yeah, sense than referencing Scent of a Woman. Yeah. And here's another Probably. thing. Here's Probably. another thing here. Like, we talked about, like, I've talked about with a little bit of the vague lyrics. Like, it would be nice, I think. Like, I'm inferring a lot. I Maybe it's not too much, but I feel like if he would have, like, in, added a little bit more personal stuff in there, mm, that yeah. leap wouldn't be as big. Yes. And I think right. that's what I would like a little bit more on this record. Yeah. Yep, the the vagueness of the lyrics, to me, like, and specifically with that, I gave you my heart, I gave it, or I gave everything to you, I gave you my heart. Having that a thousand times at the end, I feel like if you just read the lyrics, it feels like a Hillsong song. <laughs> exactly. Like right. you just need pads and and toms, an acoustic guitar and a female vocal, and this is a Hillsong song. It just like you could take these and, lyrics and happier chords, and plop them in. Yeah, the chords happier happier chords. just into yeah, like, into a and six four one five chord progression. Oh, uh-huh. six four one five, <laughs> six four one five, and then you gotta have a four one five six bridge. Mm-hmm. The right. classic mighty to save form. or or a, yep. a, a four five, four five six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember Mighty up. to Save? I haven't I heard do. that one in a while. I haven't either. That was all the rage week. back. We're playing in, that every back week day. back in the day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Should we cover it on the show? <laughs> yes. Don't it don't is a literal church jam. So I mean, I feel like it. It, it yeah, for mm-hmm. real. I was afraid God to ask the question. That's what say. happens oh when you God. ask TJ. It's like everything burns. And now everything is burning. Everything is burning. In 1992. Let's move on. Do we have anything else for 1992? <gasps> All right. Let's move on to track number six, the titular track, Last Chance to Breathe. <gasps> okay. So I have to ask, do we all have the same major note we have on to. this song? We have to. We have to have I'm the same note. Sure. Oh, okay. I do think we, we do. all have the I same know, note, I think right? we do. We have to. <laughs> I hope I hope we do. Okay. All right. Who's gonna say it? Who's who's gonna say TJ. what they think it is? I have it in all, right. all caps. I have okay. it in all caps. <laughs> okay. I do too. So I'm so excited. <laughs> Why did I... you name your song an album that if you never say it? <laughs> and your album. Yes. And your yes, album. Yes, Why yes. would you name your song and your album "Last Chance to Breathe" and I never and cha- say "Last Time to Breathe" the whole goddamn song? Like. It doesn't even have a ring to it. Like you could have, they're the same amount of syllables. Yes, it 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 would be a one to one. It would be a right, right, easy, why? easy change. Why Woo. this Feel drove me crazy, and I'm insane. so I just knew it too. The second insane. Well, because we talked, it, we just talked about it on the step up to the microphone episode, so it was right. Fresh. Yeah, I know. Yes. So I think it was all in it, but this was egregious to me. This is way this worse. Was... I think even. <laughs> Like worse than this. stepping right up to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yes. a way yes. bigger change. 
Maybe because because okay, well, guess, it's because also the name it would of be the song. Easy to switch it, right? right. Yes. <laughs> but stepping right up to the microphone is the name it. of the song and the album. Right. We'll step yeah. up. But this is a totally different word, though. It's like I just why? and you could have easily why? just put or the right call one the, in. call the album last time to breathe. Time to breathe. Yeah. One or I the don't. Other. Un- I or the do other. not understand. <laughs> I fully do not understand. Uh, me neither. I, but I'm so glad it. we all bonded in this moment. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I, I I just knew when I was listening to it, and I, well, I was so hesitant, TJ, because TJ texted me earlier today, said like, "How are you feeling about this?" Or you said, "What'd you say?" It was some spoken joke about how is this album speaking to me? Speaking. And I was like, I don't want to give too much away. But in the back of my mind, I was like, <laughs> I know we're all going to have the same note the about same Last Chance about to Breathe. Like, why? Yeah. Why? 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 That's good. <laughs> oh, it's wild, and to be man. fair, that's my only note on the song because I could not <laughs> nice. focus on anything else. I'm looking yeah. at the rest of my stuff. Nothing else is as interesting as that. Right. Yeah. I, I've got a couple of things. My, my main note about the musicality or the performances his vocal performance on this one is really great that that high note when he hits that so we sing to you he is like soaring on wings of eagles y'all when he hits that sing like it is majestic and i love it oh this one the you is the fans this time i believe oh it seems like a song to the fans because he's talking about because okay. he says nine years in the making, which I assume he's talking about the band, and he's right. like mm. understood by few, not understood by many, which is always like mm. we're indie underground. So that's how I that's what I thought is like this is a song thanking you, the fans, and we're singing to you because right. singing to you make this all possible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. You helped yeah, yeah. us through it all, straight to the depths of your heart, to light up the places you never had the courage to go alone. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, Thank you, I Josh. Think. Yep. So the U has changed. Use are back again. The guys, use are back. Different in. use. <laughs> but different use. No one's using those use anymore. They're using new use. Did he use I like it. Use those use. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I don't, <laughs> You've already used those use, Kylan. You can't use those use again. Uh, oh, gosh. You too? Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> you too. Oh, are you More using like used new to? use to? They used oh to. This is your last time to breathe. How about that drum groove? Um, it shows up at a couple different points, but I know at one point it's at 205. It's It's got some toms in there, yeah. but it feels very like block party or like Interpol or something. It's very tight and yeah, like yeah. kind of mathy. Really cool moment. We've talked about the drums being really great. Yeah, dude, the drums like... That moment is really kept tight. Kept showing up for me on this record. Yeah. This mm-hmm. Ryan Jordan on the drums. Get it, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like um I like this one. I think overall it's a it's a solid title track if, you know, it had been properly titled. Called the same thing as the lyrics are, <laughs> but eh, um but, but why? 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 <laughs> I don't know. Cuz the thing is last chance to breathe is also a better lyric than last time to breathe. Yeah. Right? It had to be yeah, something I they think. thought like it's of a better after the phrase. Fact. Like they were mm-hmm. sending it off to the label, and then John Dunn's like, "Guys, why don't we change the name of the record to Last Chance to Breathe? That pops a little bit more." And they're like, "We already recorded all okay. the vocals, but but we can change right. the name." Yeah, yeah, that does feel like a like a post 
post recording, post writing. Like no one will notice. Decision. Oh, <laughs> until twenty twenty three podcasts are not a thing. Three schmucks. Happy over birthday. Last chance to breathe. <laughs> I did air quotes on chance for listeners oh out God. there. Um, I'm just so mad about that. Yep. Yeah. There's a there's a little intro on this one, which I thought was interesting because none of the other songs have, or an outro. I mean. or outro. None of the other songs yeah. have like little outros like this. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm of two minds about it because I like it. Uh, it gives you a chance to breathe, oh. if you will, um, in a good one way. But because it's like ethereal and moody, so I like it. But then the way it works in context with the next track doesn't, totally feel thoughtful to me because it's this yeah really like vibey moody kind of guitar progression and then right. the next song is a total vibe switch it's like big and loud and intense so yeah. i'm kind of yeah i'm conflicted i like it but i'm like were y'all thinking about it as a transition track or were you just kind of like this is cool let's do this well you and know? also it but it does make sense if it's because this is essentially the end of side a yeah right right so it makes sense so looking at it that way yeah me. It's right. it's a nice little. I get exactly what you're saying though. Motif. Well, yeah. we got anything else for last time to breathe? T- time chance. Yep. Time. It's my chance last time. time. It's your last chance. Uh, that whole song just left a bitter taste in my mouth. <laughs> uh, here we go. Hey. Track number seven. Bitter taste. <laughs> Okay, can I can I bring something up right here at the beginning here? Like Please. Please. It, it so I don't know if y'all have noticed this, but I think there might have been some struggles ripping this to digital. Really? Anybody else notice that? Oh, really? Why? There have been in my listen throughs to the version on Spotify multiple points across the album where there's like a fidelity loss or like a kind of skip blip bloop moment this one at nine between like nine to ten seconds the audio just drops out entirely really really fast really fast Hmm. Um, oh yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. i didn't even catch that wow got them sharp ears sharp ears smith that's what they call me (laughs) that is what we call you yeah i didn't know you knew we called you that get tj yeah. to produce yeah. your record because i got sharp ears yeah how did how did you think wow. I wasn't no gonna one's hear gonna you. ask kyle and i to produce our records anymore because we missed that everyone's gonna be mm-hmm. calling yeah. you tj wow that's right way to show us up on our own podcast For yeah real. you're welcome dang dude. but yeah, yeah there's that was a good catch there's yeah. a few moments across the album where weird weird like kind of like little artifacts i, I artifacts feel like it got quiet yeah. at one point for one of the songs i can't remember which one it was but yeah mm-hmm. maybe that falls in line with what you're saying Mm-hmm. And there's um there's a moment on a song later on the track list that I'll I'll bring up where so I don't know what that's about like I think maybe just what you know whoever ripped it to digital something happened well and the, I think the problem is and I mean obviously like in 2005 when this album came out iTunes was a thing so it was right. already available on digital but I think because this is tooth and nail and now Capital Christian owns that is that there's a lot of like the tooth and nail catalog because tooth and nail doesn't own the masters that are like either mislabeled on Spotify or just like missing or like, like the weird cuts like Danny from Sadie Hawkins pod is always talking about how if you have like a bonus CD or a bonus track on a CD that was like started 10 minutes in how like you mm-hmm. should cut it. But I don't think 
tooth and nail, like has the ability to do so. And other and capital Christian just doesn't care enough. So mm. they're probably like, eh, whatever, no one's listening to this anyway. So they probably don't even know about it and they probably wouldn't even care if they did know about it. So, yeah, true. Um, this was a song that I knew back in the day. This is one of the two spoken songs I know the most. And it's probably no one surprised that this is my favorite song on the record because really? we have nice fellow Arkansas resident Corey Brandon from Norma Jean yeah, on we this do. track. Nice. Mm. So that was always, I like this song from because I was like, hey, Corey's in this song. It's also in the yeah, music yeah. video for the very oh, short part cool. that he plays in. Oh, that's cool. There. But yeah, he does cool. show up. So nice. Arkansas bands got to stick together. That's true. Yeah. He sounds exactly like he does on oh god the aftermath which was also released in 2005 oh right yeah which is crazy because yeah. i feel like they were still kind of maybe because underoath did this whenever spencer came in too where they're like maybe kind of sound like dallas a little bit don't do all your spencery highs and lows kind of stuff right and mm-hmm. they have like distortion on Corey's vocals like they used to always have on josh's vocals in norman right. Jean. but yeah it just is sounds i mean it's consistent it sounds just so much like oh god the aftermath because right it was right around the same time that he was, he maybe even did in the same studio when he was doing that. Who knows? Mm, maybe might have. So but yeah, why else I, is I loved your favorite it. Song? What? Why else is this your favorite song? I mean, it's a fun one. I've always liked it. It's honestly mostly because I knew it because Corey was on it, and so right. I enjoy mm. it for that reason. It just brings a lot of nostalgia from like watching the music video and be like, "Hey, Corey's on this song," and like I said, this. This and Falling Further are like the only other two spoken songs I really know. So mm. I'm mm. really going nostalgia on this one. But I think it's yeah. fun. I think it's a good way to open up side B of like being real loud and energetic. Yeah. It's fast yeah, too. It's I like really the shortest song on the record. Oh. Hmm. I wanted to also shout out friend of the pod and friend of life, Jonathan Hugendorn. I feel like specifically on this song is when I wrote I feel like Hoog either really dug this record back in the day or this is one because of this song he might bop this song if he listens to it now so Mm, shout out to Hoog I feel like he might dig this I could see that (laughs) totally it reminded me this song reminded me of especially the way that it shows up on the album compared to a lot of the other ones because it's kind of real out there and like fast and you know, extra, extra screamy maybe and sludgy. Cause it's got that breakdown moment with Corey. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. uh, it reminded me of come to rest on the great depression. Oh, right. Yeah, like yeah. that one oh, was kind yeah. of a curveball, but in right. a good way. Cause it's like that really kind of frenetic, chaotic metal energy coming yeah, into yeah. an album that, that didn't have as much of that. The way this shows up on this album's track list feels like the way that shows up on that album's track list. That makes sense. It's a little bit of like a kind of a weird, like. Yeah, I follow that. Adopted, you know, kid that's got like the chaos energy with a right. family of very straight laced hey, folks. Save him for side B. Save it for side B. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but no, I like that. I like that, um, that breakdown a lot with Corey. Like his vocal was such a welcome texture for me because Mm -hmm. even though I do like Matt's vocals, I was kind of getting a little fatigued with like his specific thing that he does. Right. And I needed a little kind of like textural change. Mm -hmm. Um, And having them together was like, oh, they both do what they do really well. 
you know, like yep. it accented and complimented each sure. each person complimented the other's style. Also, this is where my drummer note is. It's on this song that I mentioned earlier. What'd you mention? Yeah, which one was it? I I mentioned really digging the drums on this album, and I said right. I had a note about that later on. Oh, it was specifically so, the song you dug. Yeah. What was his name again? Ryan, Ryan Jordan. Ryan Jordan. Cool. I, I dig this guy's style. He's a really cool player. He's like very solid, but also very human. Um, and the the approach to this record feels very like live drums What was the yep. move. Like they were going for no overdubs. Whether or not there were any overdubs, I don't know. But it felt like there weren't yeah. or punch-ins. Um, right. And there's a lot of like these moments where the tempo even like kind of barely, barely, barely ebbs and flows and yeah. changes. That there's obviously the 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 breakdown like moments where it's supposed to get mm-hmm. slower and sludgy, but even in in the middle of a there's chorus, some, like, like human variation in those. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what stuck out to me too because the drum sound is really big without going mm-hmm. fully into the essentially just like programmed drums that you would get a few years yeah, later put in samples and stuff like that yes. yeah and like it nothing feels computed or gridded and i get that in 05 things were different as far as how easy it is to just like slide things to the grid these days right. they they probably still had that a lot of those capabilities but i i get that it's different in 2023 to do that kind of thing but but it, i don't know that it's not having the capability as much as it was like a creative choice it feels like they wanted right. it to be feel based. They wanted it to be very human. And so sometimes I'll be honest, like sometimes across this album, I was distracted by it because there were some moments that were like, oh, what was that? Um, right. But overall, I actually really, really liked it because it was kind of, I don't know, relatable. Like for me as a drummer and knowing that I'm very feel based, I'm like, oh, I like see kind of how how he made those choices on yep. a performance basis. But that's something that like, I don't remember noticing on a lot of albums of this genre or similar genres in this era. So that stuck out to me as something that like, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I wouldn't have thought of like on a blindside record or right. Like as cities burn or something, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good observation. Yeah. I, like that. I, I, I wonder if it's because like, cause I, I felt like the guitars specifically had that kind of like, digital effects kind of sound Mm. so then having the kind of more live drums made for a really interesting listen production wise it made Mm -hmm. for you know giving it some of that variation i think that's why the drums kind of stuck out to me too once again you are way more articulate about about these things but i want to get points for also noticing it okay (laughs) (laughs) you get all the points bud they're all for you cool all right deep down from from the inside. From the inside. Ah, thank you. you. Thank I you. I appreciate that. Let's move on to track to number it. eight. From the inside. Cut this song. Cut it? Cut it. Don't need it. I don't like it. What does it sound like? It sounds like that 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 like arpeggiated guitar line. I'm trying to like something. It. I know. Me of well, Josh, you're usually the guy that you can like pull those oh. comparisons. Failing. 
There's something yeah, it does though that remind I'm like, me of something it, yeah, too. Yeah, it does. But I I can't place it. But I, I hear know. what you're talking about. I love the harmonics though. So yeah, I'm always a sucker for harmonics, and I like that. It's a nice touch. But yeah, I get why on track eight on a twelve track album, you would put the sort of ballad right here. Mm-hmm. But this is so like phasery and worshipy, and I just like. I don't know, man. I do not like it at all. It feels yeah. like no, like I you. I get from from the like the vibe of the record, like why you would put this song here, uh, and it makes sense yeah. to put a song like this here. For sure. I think this song does not work at all on this record. It just takes me out completely. Yeah, I like the initial vibe of like bringing it down, and I like some of the musicality of it happening here. But yeah, it is a little easy to fall into this sleepy feeling of this and like just let it drone on. And I think I don't dislike the message, but it's a little bit bland and Matt's lyrics right. are very engaging. So I'm like, I want something more personal. But I wrote this is probably the song that like my mom would come into my room and like pick up the booklet and like read and be like, Oh, I like this band. Like if she read the lyrics of this song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm picking up on. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, yeah it's this, that's approved. why they wrote it, Kylan. Yeah. That's like why this it is this is the song that they mom. would play at big church. You know what I mean? To be like, yes. all right, yeah, and yeah, here's yeah. local rock band. They spoken play with the youth group all the time. Here's spoken. Yeah, this is like the song they would play. Yep. <laughs> so that all of our moms would be okay with us listening to exactly to music with screaming. <laughs> so it was a business move from their. From their standpoint, they were like, we need the Mom Approved yeah. song so yes. that we can do everything else that we do. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it because I like the instrumentation, but then I don't, mm. I really don't like his voice on this song. Right. And I don't know if it's, I don't know how much of it is like his performance choices and how much of it is just his voice and that not jiving for me personally with what's happening musically or if it was like production stuff. Like I know there's some filtering happening right. on the vocal. Is there, is there Melodyne on there? Can y'all tell? I, I feel like it, it's just so heavily Probably, treated. Yeah. So a lot is going on. Like, mm-hmm. and I think for whatever reason it, it just clashed for me. Right. Cause, Cause the, the instrumentation felt almost not like an acoustic feel, but definitely like more, a little more organic. And so in this case, that kind this of feels so like overproduced about, about the very, mm. uh, yeah, the affected guitars and the very live sounding drums where you were talking about that as a good thing, that contrast here with his like hyper produced vocal with the kind of more organic sounding instrumentation, like that clashes for me and like does not work. Also mm. the snare yeah. sound on the song, I hate it and it's too high in the mix. It's so metallic and yeah. this is like, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. It sounds like he's just hitting a wall. Yeah. Like a metal wall in a warehouse yeah. or something. I'm That's just like, sound. I don't know. Get a what. mic up there. <laughs> Get a mic on that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I like the drop down to the radio filter thing. At yeah. 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 That was cool. That's cool. It's a nice dynamic. Yeah. And his vocal works at the very end of the song when they're going full mm-hmm. bore. Like they're like going hard and, and right. his vocal is like less treated, I think. And he's like adding some grit to his performance. So, like, the same concept can work full band, at least for me personally, that was not working at all when it was kind of this, like, vibey, low-key right. song. 
It's a weird for one, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. It I'm not crazy about just it. Just totally took me out. Took me out of the record. Well, when stuff takes you out, you gotta find your way back sometimes, there Kylan. Is. Yeah. And sometimes. Beat me to it. Here yep. we go. Track number nine. Gotta go home. Home. This is the uh, least streamed song on the record. Hmm. Here's where I also wrote, you could have cut some of these songs. They're all kind of the same BPM. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I know you, you guys weren't necessarily 100% on board with me saying the one song felt like a Copeland song, but let me see if you'll track with this. If you took this song, melody, lyrically, if you change the production, right? This could totally be a Zoe girl song. <laughs> oh, I can hear it. Yeah. Like if you did way more just like straight up like synth pop production, yeah. this could totally yep. be like the the quote unquote heavy Zoe girl song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could. Oh, interesting. It could be the was, rocker. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, this is the Zoe girl rock and roll song. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going, I was looking at this a little bit more lyrically for this, which is like, so it seems like it's a personal song to Matt, so I'm not trying to like trash it or anything, but like lyrically, I was like, this is kind right. of like the new metal I can only imagine. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. Same vibe. Same vibe. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Kinda, I love that. Pretty similar. <laughs> yep. So. Oh man. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Also, like thematically, we're we're sort of shifting back to, with the last track in this one, like a a place of rest and like comfort and like home. You know, like there's security. This idea of like today you're holding on to the hand of God. Finally, you're truly alive now. You've made it home. Right. right? This this idea of wholeness is is kind of starting to feel like it's starting to return. Yeah. Nice. You had a little bit of a bitter taste, but now it's exactly. coming back. Right. Right. I like that. You know, everything burned, but we're like, we're rebuilding. Yeah, yeah. We're building our home again. Yeah, you're That's going right. home. I'm headed home. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Man, while you, while you were making that really great narrative point of where the album is leading us, I was so distracted from the huge flanger guitar happening <laughs> that was going on. Then. And I can't blame like, you. Gosh, yeah. so much flanger happening. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Or the jet, like the jet plane flanger. Uh-huh. Flange task. So much on this record. Like so <laughs> oh, much. <yeah. laughs> Flangers to rock. It was and I was distracted time, by imagining a what a time. Zoe girl version of this song would sound like. <laughs> so <laughs> Featuring Bart from. <laughs> you were yeah, hearing yeah. the synth pop oh, version. Man, that would have been huge. It's <laughs> uh, opportunity, guys. <laughs> for real, I know Matt should have Matt should have started writing songs for Christian pop groups, man. Yeah, I, I almost killer. had the idea when we were talking mm-hmm. about the overproduction of From the Inside. I'm like, I wonder if they were trying to like pitch this to like Air One KLTY kind of stuff. They're like, mm-hmm. it feels like, there, like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what's so weird about this record. That's what kind of puts me on the line is because. It feels like almost two different records at times. You know what I mean? Because then there mm-hmm. is that like heavy screamo kind of thing going on 
And then there's this like real super worshipy Christian pop thing going on. And it's very confusing. Yeah. Just with like a lot of minor chords. Like I feel like right. they, it's like Christian pop, but with minor chords and like darker. Yeah. And a production. It's like Evanescence. Yeah. Right. Adjacent. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's really um, odd. You're right. Is. There is kind of a, a, a dichotomy happening all across the album. All right. Well, let's move on to track number 10. Fourth Street. Josh, what do you think Fourth Street is in reference to? Um, what's the song on the question where it says in between, what is it, third and fifth? No, it's not third and fifth, that'd be four. <laughs> seventh or second there's it's a answer yeah it's like in between word. it's yeah it is answering the question which one is it it's not this it's not fourth street is it i should have no. looked it up i'm looking josh up. can you tell me how to get to sesame street can you tell me how to get in between fourth and how second street to... ah it's third street dang it <laughs> dang. So, so close they were off they were just so they off almost with they're on fourth street and emory's in between fourth so they're like if they just like walk down a block they'll see each other they'll be like, hey Take guys high five yeah 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 yeah, the question came uh, out earlier this year, and then spoke is like, I like that a lot. I don't want to be in between <laughs> it, though. I want to be on 4th Street. I want to yep. be on. I love these kind of guitar chords right here. Are those just like sevenths? Or what is that? That... It's like in the intro. Or it's some... Because there's some kind of tension that's in there. Yeah, there's something there. I don't know if it's made. I feel like it's just like a... Yeah, I don't think it's a ninth. But I love it. A ninth? No, it's probably a seventh more than a ninth. I feel like a it's just like a seventh. that Foo Fighters sound. Right. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. very growlish. My uh, my note, my first note is I'm getting a little spoken down at this point. Yes. <laughs> I've been sp- spoken for, if you will. You've been yeah. spoken for. It. This does feel very filler after a couple that have been on the fence of yeah. that for me. Like this one DJ, feels firmly Did you have a favorite song on this record? Have we? I don't know if I do. You're going to pick the cover, aren't you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm still on I'm still on 4th Street trying to decide. Oh. Yeah. I hope you get out of there. It, it seems like a like a lyrically a little bit of a dark place to be. Yeah. It on does. 4th Street. Yeah. One thing I liked about this one was that uh the finally the sequencing has a direct connection. The the line downtown never looks so lonely as it does tonight. And like the wind that's blowing, I long for home tonight. So it's a callback to the track hey. just before yeah. it. And so we've got a little bit of uncertainty now again, where we're feeling lonely, not feeling like we're home. You know, he, he waffles back to tell the truth. I've never felt so lonely as I do tonight, but I'm all right. So it's like, he's sort of trying to he sit in the it. tension. He's like, okay, with not being okay, which is a fun idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the lyrics weren't drawing me in as much. Like, there is, I don't know. It is nice that he's, like, kind of playing with that idea as we're, like, admitting, like, some more human, like, some personal stuff. Mm-hmm. I would just like a little bit, like, flush that out a little bit more, Matt, is what I'm Agreed. personally thinking. But also, like, I don't know. The guitars are really big and full, but there's not a ton of, like, little leady parts or melodies in yep. the guitars a lot on this record. So I was kind of missing. Stuff. Yeah, I feel like. Because that kind of stuff engages you and, like, makes certain songs memorable. You're like, oh, I like the lead in this song. Or, like, yeah. I remember this cool guitar effect that's not a, just a big whooshy flanger. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So, to me, it ended up... Hold on. 
Yeah, sure that was kind of a note. Say it, yeah, yeah. Say it on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. This is a podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that was kind of a note I had in general, too. Like, even though there definitely was lead guitar, I almost got kind of the same feeling that I did on The Great Depression by Blindside of like, yeah. I wonder if nothing it would feel besides familiar. kind of like intros, there was nothing guitar wise that like super stood out. Yeah, it's more it full in the Great Depression, so... but yeah, there's not more a lot more happening. Right. Mm, right. This is another one of those vague is it God or girlfriend songs for me. There are certain things that like point to the one over the other, but like it it's it's like so close. Yeah. Mm. You could change a line or two and <laughs> All right, guys, just, we got anything else about Fourth Street? Time after time, Kyle and I've been trying to ask you to go to track eleven. <laughs> All right, track 11, time after time. Okay. What are you going to say? I have, you got? There's two things. One, I fucking love this. It's great. <laughs> that being said, why the hell is it on this record? <laughs> yep right like uh, those two question. things exist simultaneously in my brain of like this is amazing this is so good this is such a good cover it's really fun why yep. is it on this record <laughs> i don't know yep. i don't have a good answer for why like i think is. this was just like a I live mean, song like they did live super fun especially in like 2005 it's really fun to like emo screamo bands to like cover old Older That's pop what I was songs. just gonna say. Is I think it was in vogue at this time. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it's that was weird that, that was it made like, it on the because record. Napoleon Dynamite came out the year prior, and I'm assuming that's what helped bring it into a lot of the young people's mm. cultural consciousness. Or I wonder if yeah. they recorded this for Punk Goes Pop, and then Punk Goes Pop was like, "No, mm. we're good." Dropped it or something. No, we're yeah. fine. <laughs> that yeah. could have been. Yeah, that. I mean, that definitely could have been a thing. I did like that. This isn't their most streamed song because mm-hmm. there are a lot of other bands like Tooth and Nail and like other adjacent bands uh, where that they have a cover that is their most right. streamed song, which is a bummer. Right. Like I yeah, looked it yeah. up today, Goatee Hook, MXPX, Stellar Cart, and The Showdown all have their most streamed song is a cover, and I'm like, that's lame. That is a bummer. Like, like it's yeah. fun to do covers, but. Right. That gets into something a whole other diatribe that we could get into on something else. Right, but yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah, it just bums yeah. me out. So I was glad that this is not, it's not even, I don't think, in their top 10. So I was very right. glad to see that. Yeah, because the question at the bottom of that is like an Emory album, but it's also Thanks. like, do you, do you want to be known for what you do that's an original thing or do you want to be known as the people that are really good at turning something on its head and making something right. else looking at own? you are last night <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it you know because there, there's an argument for that that like mm-hmm. it's a gateway for people into your music right if you mm-hmm. have a really popular cover but if that's all that people are listening to and they're not really digging into your own material, yes. then it didn't accomplish its goal. If, if that was the goal. Right. So to your point, yeah, it's probably, it's probably great that, you know, people aren't just like, Oh, spoken the the Cindy Lauper cover band. Yeah. That right. one. Yeah. Yeah. The one, they did the one Cindy Lauper cover song. So yeah. With that being said, I'm going to agree with Kylan and say, I think this cover is great. Oh, it's, it's awesome. so good. Yeah. It I really like it. 
We're yeah, only guitar solo. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. It's like you should have more of this on the record. Like, <laughs> yeah, you should put more yeah. guitar stuff. It's yeah, shreds. it's really good. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's not. There wasn't enough of that. Yeah, no, no. I loved it. I was very pleased. It's a great Cindy Lauper song, but I was glad that they did it justice and yeah. But still made it their own, but still was like this is mostly the original, but we're just having our own spin with yeah. it. So I wish they had yeah. screamed a little more in it. I wish she'd done some rougher vocals. Mm-hmm. That would have been good. Yeah, or done like a breakdown, kind of you, you know, kind of like the the Emery holding out for a hero, <laughs> like how they mm-hmm. end up doing that crazy breakdown. It would have Do been. You want to know? I don't know if I mentioned it before. If we've talked about this, you talked about that on your a WCJN, didn't you? Did you talk about that? Cover? No, I didn't talk okay. about that one. No. Uh, no. Okay. I when I caught Audacity in 2009 or whatever and was dabbling, dipping my toes into music production and stuff, uh, I went and cut uh-huh. that last minute of just Toby screaming out of it because I was like, I don't want to hear <laughs> this. Like, I just want the, <laughs> I don't need the it. sweet synth <laughs> poppy part of the cover. Get rid of it. Yeah, I did. Oh man, <laughs> right off the edge. That's so funny. See, maybe it's something. Maybe it's something about our taste because I feel like I tend to listen to a lot more pop music than than you do, and you tend to listen to heavier music than than me. Because I I really love that, but I I love it for the shock factor. Like mm-hmm. I like playing that cover for people, and mm-hmm. then just being like, "Oh wait, check this part out." They're like, <laughs> "Oh, that was funny." Like, That's like, not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's not shock factor, but they they definitely spoken definitely could potentially have tried to be a little subversive with their approach to Cindy Lauper because I'm wondering, did they take a Cindy Lauper cover that's like or a Cindy Lauper song that's effectively at like meme level ten thousand and turn it into a worship song? Mm. You know, if you're lost, you can look and you will find me time after time. If right. you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting time after time. Oh, it does have I, I a don't quality know. to it. Yeah. yeah you know? It makes like, sense. I I think there's an argument to be made. And maybe they were right. this was instead of writing a worship song another worship song, they were like, let's just use Cindy Lauper and like, turn it into it. Work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's also go. appealing again to the moms. They're like, Oh, exactly. I remember exactly. this song from high school. I'll get <laughs> Mom this angle. album for my kid. Spoken. Spoken. <laughs> Your mom's favorite <laughs> the, screamo the band. Best mom band. <laughs> Uh, sorry, they never Matt, knew they, they ever come on the show. <laughs> yep. um, it's a compliment, honestly. Uh, yeah. I mean it as a sincere compliment. <laughs> All right, guys, there's only one more track. I, I've i just been waiting to get to it, you know? Well, guess You're what? still waiting? You're still Josh? waiting. <sighs> okay, let's keep talking. All right. Well, let's wait no longer. Here we go. Last track, You're Still Waiting. Okay, so I brought this up earlier in the show. I have no idea if we're going to cut it and just have me do this comment here. But if I played this for you and did not tell you who it was or or did not say it was spoken, but instead told you, hey, check out this sick new My Chemical Romance track. Would you all believe me? You're like, this is check out this three cheers to sweet revenge B-side. And yep. 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 No, it works. Yeah. Like his his voice is so Gerard way on this. Especially in that mm-hmm. intro. In fact, I ended up doing an MCR deep dive the rest of the day today <laughs> after listening to this album for the last time. And nice. I was just like, man, I love Felt Three right. Cheers for Sweet for sweet Revenge. And I love uh, 
the record before it. And then I never listened to Danger Days. And I was like, oh, yeah, let me listen to Danger Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay. But uh, that's a, that's <laughs> a right. conversation for another time. Yeah, it's yeah. like a backdoor pilot for MCR. <laughs> yeah. Secular. Next on Secular Jams Now. <laughs> yeah, right. Danger Days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really my only note. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a good. It's a good ender. I like that it brings up the energy again. Yeah, I said the same thing. I like that they're closing with big energy. Yeah. Uh, are they hitting like a non-diatonic chord in the chorus whenever he says like the "You're still waiting"? It sticks oh. out to me a little. Yeah. Bit. There's yeah, something we could figure it out. Oh yeah, that chord right so. there. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some something that's major when it shouldn't be or yeah. something. Old Sharp Ears Olsen over there. Oh, I stole your name. You know, TJ and I call you that. Behind your back. It's because I have, I have elf ears. I'm very <laughs> self-conscious about them. Yeah. Thank you yeah, for I bringing know. that up on the show. When I was, yeah. when when we did an episode together, Josh, you kept leaning over and poking me with them sharp ears, man. <laughs> I know. You got to watch hurt. out. I just got them like. I'll never forget. Yeah. That's why we don't record in person with Josh. That's why I wear these <laughs> it's a, big It's a working hazards. Right. So to hide them. So if we ever post anything to social, it's very considerate of you. Yeah, it is. Um, so, oh, but I have honest, no other notes for this song. This one so. for me was like, oh well, give me that soapbox. Oh, no, it's not. It? It's not soapbox. Okay. Oh, please, right, okay, but okay. no, no, no. It's fine. Keep it. Keep it in the closet. But this one just f- coming out of like a pop cover. This one felt out of place, and I was like. This is the last track, and it's like this crazy, frenetic, chaotic energy. It's not mm. that I don't like the song. It's that I was aware that it was the last track, and I was like, how is this going to sum everything up? So I am I think I'm right. leaning heavily into my bias of like wanting an album to have an arc and having you know, like a lot of dynamic rise and fall and a lot of intention behind how it ends just as much as how it begins. And I was worried like that this wouldn't, kind of stick the landing with that said by the time we got to the end of the song i was like okay i think this just kind of crosses the finish line working just kind of barely working as a closer for me with that last refrain um but it was definitely like because it's it's a it's a little jarring i was getting like sequencing whiplash coming out of a cindy lopper cover into the last song so do you think it would have automatically i'm like wait what do you think it would have worked for you better if the cover wasn't on the album? Yeah, I think some different sequencing would have helped it. Um, if yeah. the cover was a little earlier, maybe still, I feel like still part B or, or side B of the record, but somewhere else. And then also there was like some thematic whiplash for me too. Cause it's like, he's going from these very, it seems like we're leaning on a lot of hev- heavy hyperbole to attempt to raise the emotional stakes almost because we Mm. go from sleepless nights nightmares that always hold you tight a worm inside that seems to never die so now could you tell me why you love the world with body and soul so now you're giving it all away like that's kind of bleak and then we get to there is a hope to get you by there's a cure for your insides there's a hope to make you new there's a father who loves you which i love the sentiment but i think it it lands a little overly saccharine for me personally. Musically and dynamically, I like the moment, that refrain, just kind of over and over. Like, really, it feels anthemic, it feels powerful, and especially live, I think I would vibe with it. I would be, like, super into it. Mm-hmm. Sitting sitting in my bedroom listening to this, I'm, like, you know, cr- reading the lyrics and critiquing it. So I, I want to, like, call out my own, like, yeah, yeah. experiential bias of, like, I'm just kind of, like, being like, does this make sense intellectually? And 
that's where it wasn't working. But I think if I saw the song live and if it was like the end of their set or something like that, I think it would totally land and totally work. So I was just a little conflicted at the end. But I like your I like your question, Kylan, of like whether the Cindy Lauper cover, if if that was moved to a different spot, I think that would help it make or just more cut it and release it as a single. I really just don't yeah. think or it belongs on the record edition at all. There you go, like special edition yeah, well, with the cover kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I yeah. I agree with you, TJ. I felt like the song was basically just like a glorified outro track. I think mm. it does have a lot of the fun, like let's jam out, like a live it probably maybe has like a live origin and yeah. uh, this will be a fun way to close it so yeah i, I could see that yeah because i'm like i'm kind of torn the same way on you like the repeating and whatnot is like a fun way to kind of wind down the record because it just keeps going and it's energetic and jammy which is fun right, right. but yeah i did have some uh one i so the drums still sound like feel real but the snare sounds like real fake on this one it sounds mm. like a drum machine snare or something yeah. like that so i was like there were times where i'm like i know i think it's real still but it sounds like the way they have like some reverb or the eq on it makes it yeah. sound that when hmm. tj you mentioned the the line uh, where he says a worm inside that never dies and i'm like man if you weren't yeah. familiar with the bible this would be a real strange line for you just to hear in this <laughs> song <laughs> like uh-huh it's so random. And even still, it's a pretty random it line. But it's, it's effective. Random. Yeah. It's like, wow. Like, it's real striking visual. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. one that was, he yeah. says, I thought this was a weird line, but he says, there is a cure for your insides. Mm. Like, making yeah. that plural makes it a little weird. Like, it, it feels like you're getting specific, like, intestine, liver, like, <laughs> right. instead of <laughs> just, like, your yeah. holistic inside. Like, right. that just seems... Yeah, yeah. That right. seems more normal than saying way to say that. Plural yeah. inside. No, he means, like, on a physical inside. level. It's starting to get <laughs> yeah. a little, like... It's starting to get a little Cronenberg, almost. Like, right, yeah, yeah. Like, naked lunch, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Just that one letter. Just pluralizing... Inside to insides, it, it evokes two totally different yeah, things. I get, <laughs> yeah. get a little different visual like, in my head. There's a cure for your inside. I'm just like, okay, yeah, my soul is dark and needs cleansing. There's a right. cure for your insides. Yep. I'm like, oh, you're going to cut what? my guts open. <laughs> like, you're talking about my spleen yeah. right now? <laughs> yeah. I got to get appendic- <laughs> I got appendicitis right now. You can take oh, that out. no. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Well, guys, we did it. I'm not waiting anymore. You're, You're not, not waiting. waiting anymore. That was your last time to breathe, though. <sighs> your last uh, time. <laughs> until we cover time. breathe again. Last like, time last after time, time after to breathe. Last time <laughs> to breathe on 4th Street before you go home. Uh, well, okay. Bitter taste so now we got to do our final flop or bop verdicts. Beautiful producer Josh, what order shall we do this in? Kylan, you brought this to us. I think you should go first. Oh, fine. Okay. Uh, okay. So I think there's quite a few songs. Like, like I said before, it almost felt like this was like trying to be two different records. Like it was mm-hmm. trying to be this like super frenetic, like post-hardcore screamo album. Yep. And then it was also trying to be this like very KLTY, like poppy Christian rock record. And the lyrics were all just like so kind of vague that that worked in some instances and didn't work in other instances. So this record was right on the line for me. And I wasn't sure 
where I was gonna land when I started this sentence. <laughs> In classic, Kyle. Yeah, classic. Um, but I'm gonna bop it. Okay, all oh. right. That was like when I said like, let's do Kyle first. I'm like, he's not ready for this at all, is he? <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> Am I ever? You should never have me go first. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, man. A bop. I think I think uh, there's enough of this record that I super enjoyed. And I, I do love that Cindy Lauper cover. And Everything that's is great. Burning is like a straight up fucking jam. Dude. It's a heater, if you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you know, the, in a lot of ways, this is an album that could potentially be forgettable, but there is enough stuff. I, I would probably not listen to about half of Side B, like from mm. the inside through 4th Street, I probably won't listen to, but that's not enough for me to, that's still the majority of the record that I think I'm going to go back to. So, nice. it's a bop for me, baby. Oh, nice. right. One bop. TJ, would Way you like to go. to go next or me? Sure, yeah. I can I can take the middle slot here. All right. So, yeah. I told y'all, man, I was so thrilled when I heard Matt's vocals. So I was like, oh, I like this. That's great. And and that remained true over, over the course of the album. Like I said, there were moments where I was like getting a little fatigued of, of specific textures and choices and styles that, that's spoken... Uh, was doing at this time and so having Corey come in was really cool that was a nice change there were a few little moments here and there that that kind of perked up my ears a little bit and made me lean in and I got excited lyrically not not the most hard-hitting for me personally kind of that that vague quality that we talked about that's like again like I, I just feel like so much about Spoken is like probably a great live band and that's kind of where they just like rule I, I would right. imagine. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, having only seen them once, well, I you know. I don't know Kyle, if you, you really think that's true because you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of reasons why I don't remember that night, but well, that's a different podcast. But is the, it drugs? The, you got it, man. Drugs jams Every, now. It's because everything was burning, Josh. The party barn was on fire, man. That's it true. was crazy. Uh, so I put it out of mind. It was a lot of trauma. I had to I had to bury that deep. But no, I I I really enjoyed kind of digging into this the the Cindy Lauper cover is a blast I feel like yeah we could move it or um, just release it as a single and that might be a little better I was very hit or miss with with like songs that I liked um, I would I would really love an idea or half of a song and then really kind of not vibe with the rest of it and I don't know if I have or how much I have talked about this but a part of my bop credentials I've realized is like does this make my life really really better or or is it kind of just hanging out in the neutral spaces because even an album that i think is like solid from a technical perspective or even from like a thematic perspective like if it doesn't really kind of wow me and blow me over i might not bop it um and unfortunately i think that's what's happening here it's so close there's so many elements that i'm like i like this it you know this idea was cool kind of like the the new metal song that was like i like that moment with the time signature right. change that was yeah, really yeah. great um there's some really strong stuff i love matt's vocals the live drums uh ryan like shout out to you man like killer performances but i just don't think it there was enough to kind of push it over the edge into bop territory for me 
but massive respect to the to the spoken crew and and Matt and all the folks that were responsible for this album and I enjoyed going through this with you guys and um it felt like going home I'm not still waiting I feel time like I've arrived time time after time it's your last even though this is your last time to breathe just <laughs> <laughs> just it's all right day, bud. all right BPJ where you at? Oh, and tiebreaker right. here. I knew TJ was going to flop it, and I was I fairly too. certain I was yeah. going to bop it. So it comes down to you, my man. And so I was thinking, I was like, I bet it Kyle all will comes bop, down to this. and I think <laughs> TJ will flop. And it comes down to this. I feel like this was good. I feel like we did a pretty good job of keeping like our personal thoughts and leanings like pretty veiled on this one. I was like, we yeah. haven't really talked about. Well, like, it was fun oh, that I'm we really got loving to go this in. Or I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got to go in kind of a little blind, and then. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a while that we've had a record like this where we, because even with like like the 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 second Larry Norman, it was like we were all really excited, and then when I first started listening to it, I was like, okay, I know where this is gonna kind of land for everybody. So it, this was really fun mm. of like not of having those moments, enough moments of like I don't know, I don't, I don't know which way is it gonna so, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, something that we y'all have both mentioned is how this is like right on the line for you. And I'm going to join you on that line mm-hmm. as well. And Ooh, say it's come right on, on the line for me. Mm-hmm. And I just want to remind everyone. So like, okay. I was never really into spoken, not because like, I was like, Oh, I don't like them. I just never listened to them. Right. For a lot, for some reason. Uh, so I have no nostalgia, like really other than bitter taste going into this record. Right. And yeah, kind of like what you're saying, like everything is pretty middle of the road and whatnot. It's not bad, but it, doesn't do enough to like break out of that formula to appeal to me in 2023 because right, right. I don't have that like oh I remember you're listening to this like nostalgia right. is a whole other level to Huge. it. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, but like I don't have any like glaring critiques of this record and like I don't think it's bad, but I just don't think it has enough. There were some songs especially on side A that I did enjoy more and I could maybe like make it five song ep out of this that i enjoyed yeah mm-hmm. for sure but yeah overall it's i'm gonna flop it because it's not it's not enough to like be something that i'm like i could spend this whole yeah. record again or like i want to revisit this whole thing but it's not because like i think it's bad or whatever i just yeah, yeah. i'm not a big spoken person and i think that is confirming that so but i am glad to have listened to it and kind of checked another uh, album yeah, off yeah. our list for like filling in. Cause totally. because I never listened to a f- full on spoken record, I can now be like, now I have, so I now have a more have. context. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you guys you would, uh, beyond the context of this show attempt to check out another spoken record? I'm just curious. Hmm. Maybe I feel like, I feel like it would be very situational and like personal. Like if somebody was really stoked about a, another record of theirs and they were like, right. Oh, you got to listen to this. And they had like a, a really good argument for it, I'd be like, okay, I'll give that a shot. If there was like somebody sort right. of vouching for it and encouraging it, I'd be like, cool, let's let's dig in. Let's kind of understand why this lands the way it does for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I that. Maybe their 2003 record. I've I know that one seems to be pretty popular, and then I know mm-hmm. two songs off that one. Sweet. All right. Well, I think that's it for us, right here. Here, the CJN crew. Got two flops on Bob. Let us know what your verdict is on the record as well. For sure. We definitely want to hear from listeners how they feel about this record. Yeah. Time after time, let us know. 
I haven't mentioned this on the podcast, but if you're listening on Spotify right now, which most of our listeners do compared to Apple, um, there I always have like a little poll in Spotify where you can answer whether this record is a flop or a bop for you. So feel free oh, to... Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Get at it. Yeah, feel free to say Get whether it. it's a flop or a bop and tell us... I think you can even type in like a text thing that you can type in some stuff too. So let oh, us cool. know what you think about the record because I do check and I do read them and I appreciate and, people oh, cool. who have responded. Yeah, because you know, at, at this point... I didn't know any of this. Yeah, people have. We've all said our piece. We've all spoken, but you still nice. have not. That's true. So All right. If you it. enjoy this nonsense, we have way more over at patreon.com slash church jams now podcast. Follow us on all the social media. Find us at church jams now. You know, the only church jams now anywhere. That's going to be it for us here. May all your favorite bands stay together. And of course, peace out, my friends. And remember to breathe. Remember to breathe. TJ, it's okay.